At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hi, do you know about NarthexCon 2020? Well, it's being held June 11th, 2022 here in St. Louis in Benton Park Cafe. Registration is open. There's about 40 spots left. NLCast.com slash NarthX. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This uh, episode is brought to you by our patrons like Chris Cowan, who support the show on a monthly basis. Join the club and get patron-only bonus stories, stickers, and more. Join today at Patreon.com. Slash that story show. Hey, this is John from some podcast you've probably never heard of, and you're listening to James and John on that story show, the podcast that's perfect for listening to in the shower. Hey, this is that story show, people. Hallelujah! Yeah. Hey, who's cooking pizza? I turn into a bat. <laughs> I left her some guana. <laughs> hey, podcast people. I hope you're not in the shower. This is That Story Show where we bring you incredible real-life stories and we put them right into the spotlight. This is episode 406, brought to you the week of March 10th, uh, 2022. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Well, hello. I'm John. And James, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Good. It, it helps. So you know. It helps to be a just, little superstitious. A little. Yeah. Not super. Just a little stitious. This minorly stitious. Just a little stitious, yeah. It's like uh, vim and vigor. You know, I, I saw that on an ad uh, from the 50s, you know, that uh-huh. fills you with vim and vigor. And I'm like, okay, I know what vigor is, but what the heck is vim? Uh, it's that it's the drink on uh, Fallout Four that is the competitor to um, Nuka Cola. Is it? If I remember correctly, isn't that called them? I don't know. I don't know, uh, but I haven't played it as recently as you have, so I'm not sure. I might be wrong. So um, how how's the weather where you're at in Georgia? Well, the last couple of days it had been raining. And today it turned out to be a pretty beautiful day, but the cold weather did come back. So, uh, yeah, I it, still like it. Here in the Midwest, it has not decided yet if it's spring or winter or summer because it's, mm. it's, it's been to where it's been hot inside the car. And then on another day, it's, uh, it's snowing. Oh, and that's interesting. My tires have this sensor in them. That tells me yeah, if they're yes. if they're not blown up enough, and when it gets cold, they it starts warning me your car your tires are uninflated, right? And then when it warms up, they're fine. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but I feel like I'm driving a Batmobile that's telling me all the secrets of the car. So <laughs> I uh, my my car's got some secrets, and and that is that uh, it failed the emissions test because oh no. of a misfire in the cylinder six. Oh no! Yeah, I got to get that fixed before next week because you know I can't get my license plate renewed if I don't. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, that's not good. My, I didn't even know they did all that in Georgia. Yeah, we we're lucky enough to live right outside of Atlanta, so you know we want to keep our air clean. Okay. Because, yeah. you know, in Florida, you can pretty much drive whatever you want. You don't even need doors. <laughs> you know, it, it, you don't even need a catalytic converter or a muffler or anything. Just as long as it rolls down the road, they're happy. <laughs> so. Or seat belts. No, wait, you do have to have seat belts. Yeah. Yeah. I got to have that. They they recently added that. 
So anyway, uh, welcome to that story show, everybody, and uh, welcome back, John. It's quite great to Thanks. have you. We got a we got a story we always like to start with a story, and um, this one's from Trevor from Missouri. It's called Backside Baptism. Um, a couple weeks back, it was the first time I'd baptized someone. Um, have you ever baptized anyone, John? I have. Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, it, I've baptized many people, and I learned how to do it while I was in college. We actually had a special class. No so. way. I, yeah, I yeah. missed that one somehow, but I I loved baptizing people back in my day when I was a pastor. I uh, I I loved it. It was my favorite thing. Like I hated funerals, yeah. hated weddings. Um, <laughs> True. Yeah, hated, I understand that. Hated a lot of the things. Hated hospital visits. It was just. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I say everything hate. that a pastor does. Yeah, exactly. I hate, I say hate, but it's just awkward, you know. Yeah, because yeah. you're expected to go in the hospital and heal the people, you know. Right, right. <laughs> that's what that's what people expect from you. And and you're going in, and you didn't even bring flowers, you know, much less healing power. <laughs> so <laughs> we just want you to know we care. But when you baptize that's someone, you can't do it wrong because your expectation is dunk me in the water and get me wet. And I've been doing that since I was like seven years old with my sisters <laughs> you know? in the pool, in the pool. Exactly. That's right. So um, it was great. So anyway, it just took me back uh, a couple weeks back. It's the first time I'd baptized someone. So the senior pastor showed me how to fill the baptismal, how to stop up the drain how to turn on the pump and the water heater and how high to fill it. And I will, I will say when he talks about the water heater, the, oh. the worst thing in the world, uh, I know it's first world problems, but if, if they don't turn on that water heater, boy, it's yeah, it's, it's ice. Cold. It's ice cold. It's bracing. You, you really mm -hmm. get to know who's really saved and who's just faking it <laughs> when the water is ice cold. Anyway. Yeah, I think I changed my mind on this. I'm getting out. Yeah, I'd rather burn in Hades than uh, go in that ice water right now. <laughs> so anyway, come Sunday morning, I'm nervous and excited, and I got my cheat sheet with the verses and questions on it. See, they made it complicated. In our church, we just let them testify, and we dunked them, you know? Oh, um, cool. So I, I get to test the water, and it's freezing. I even did a magic trick during one of them one time. So anyway. yeah. Really? Yeah. So what I'm, was it? Uh, it was disappearing trick. No, it was a can of soda that was empty, and I made the tab, the open tab, you know, seal back up, and then I made the can inflate because it was crushed and open, and then I popped the cap and poured out soda in a glass. From an empty can. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. That's a cool trick. And I was talking about how God restores us and makes us brand new when we when we accept Christ. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I think people thought I was I was magical. So he's doing the witchcraft right before baptism. <laughs> yeah. We gotta chase that feller out of there. <laughs> so, hey, damn it. So anyway, he says I get in the water and it's freezing. Apparently, we both forgot to light the pilot light for the water oh. heater. So I try to fix this an hour before the service. Good luck. That ain't happening. You ain't changing nope. the water. That's a lot of water. That's a lot of water. I went back and forth to the janitor's sink with one of those huge igloo containers, and I tried to fill the baptistry with as much hot water as I could, but um, the tub was so big that it hardly did anything, so it was a very <laughs> cold baptism. <laughs> it's nothing worse than baptizing children or old people. In cold yeah, water. They will say words too. Some people <laughs> just fake it and like, oh, this water is fine. It's okay. I'm getting baptized. But kids are like, oh, cold. their little lips are shivering and everything. It's terrible. You feel bad. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to sanctify you that much. So, anyway, when it comes this past uh, Sunday, I figured if I forgot the pilot this time, I'd fire myself. So I got it lit. I filled it up on Friday. I let the pump and the water heater do their thing. I come in Sunday morning. And the baptistry is bone dry. <laughs> this time. Oh, no. So we're thinking the drain valve has a leak or something. I don't know. I don't know where the water was. We looked around for it, but it was gone. Again, an hour before service, we turn on the water line. We stuff a, a rag into the drain pipe, and we let it fill with ice-cold water. And I wish I could say it was the end of all the mess on Sunday, but apparently the baptism sparked a bunch of conversations. 
with the church people. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the reasons you'd think. Like you'd want them to be talking about the fact that three people publicly committed to believing and following Jesus. You would expect that to spark yeah. conversation, but no. Apparently the highlight of the whole baptism was the fact that was when I when I bent over to dunk these people in the water, I did it facing <laughs> my back to the crowd and I exposed my butt crack. <laughs> Oh no! Three times, <laughs> three times. to the entire congregation. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, uh, let's just say this coming Sunday, I intend to face the other way when I'm baptized. Uh, yeah. So the main, I wonder if it pressed up against the little pane of glass, <laughs> you know, that, that's always there. That shows you. I do believe that feller's pants are falling down. <laughs> uh, so, um, I, I'm going <laughs> to do it different so the main thing can be what it's supposed to be instead of my back yeah. quarters. Yeah. Hope this gives you a laugh and sparks some other church <laughs> blunder stories. Longtime listener of the show, Trevor from Missouri. Uh, God bless you, Trevor. Yes, and you. thank you for sharing that. Uh, it really exposes a lot about your character. Yeah, and and speaking of butts, <laughs> in 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 Kidding. that was awesome. When you're baptizing people, I don't know, but I came from a church of five thousand people, and when we baptized, it was thirteen people plus at a time. We did it once wow. a month, um, in in the in the in the wedding chapel. We had a baptistry there. It wasn't a main church thing. It was just, okay. and it was cool because at a big church, it was cool because it was a smaller group of people and it yeah, was family and friends and yeah, it's more personal. Um, but you put 13 people in and out of a tub of water and it, that water gets janky. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's hair products and, uh -huh. and perfumes and deodorants and you know, Ladies. no, yeah, you don't want to be the 13th person baptized. You don't want to be the guy face stuck in there the entire time either with all this stuff floating up to you. Cause uh. it, it's so gross. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did a out, outdoor baptism. Um, and we use a, we use a big trough anyway. Oh, okay. For what we baptized because it's a big metal trough. It's Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, and and so the the pastor doesn't have to get in the water. We just you know get on the other side of it. And kind ah, of look at y'all, which is very nice and convenient. Yes, thank yeah. you. Um, but the outdoor, we had like five or six people, and and my son was the last one. Johnny was the last one to get baptized in it, and there were there were things floating. In it, so I felt so <laughs> bad for him. Nasty dude. Maybe I need to baptize him again. Yeah. <laughs> we but. had a. I've told this before, but it bears repeating. We had a pastor that. Loved to wear a full suit when he was baptizing. He was old school. And mm -hmm. so he would wear, he was a giant man too. So he had bought these waders at, at, yes. uh, at, at Burrell's or whatever, you know, the, 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 the places that has the fish tanks, the, all the sales and stuff. Bass pro shop. Yeah. Well, yeah. One of those places. One of them kind of places. Yeah. And, um, so he would go down the stairs, you know, in his waders and he would, he would dunk people and he'd come back out. Most of the time that was fine. He'd take off his waiters. He could greet people fully suited. He wouldn't have to change clothes, you know, nothing. But one time um, a lady slipped and he went, had to bend down to help her get back up to save her blessed, her newly blessed life. And the yeah. water poured in to the chest oh, no. cavity of the open waiters. <laughs> and in case you don't know, they're basically pants with suspenders, you know, that are rubber. And yep. and once the water got in there, it was like 500 pounds of water. And he goes to try to climb back out and he's taking half the water with him. And he has, he just lays down on the, on the stairs and he unhooks the, the, the suspenders and kind of like a mermaid shedding her skin. He's he, out of he just wiggles out of them and he's just wet, you know, from his chest all oh. the way down. Fully suited. The, rest of the, sermon, huh? the whole thing. It just didn't work out for him that way that one time. And he was a little bit of a proud man. He did not like, you know, like, like, like there's some people like me and John where if some stupid stuff happens to us, we can laugh it off. This guy, you have to he, roll with he, it. He couldn't do it. He had to hide. He had to go hide for the rest of the service. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, church is canceled for the rest of the day. We're, we'll start back up next week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Please send your notes and, and cards of love to Pastor. Uh, Wesley at uh, gmail.com. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. It's pretty funny. All right, let's uh, rewind the week. 
right, so mine's not very funny, but it is. It's it's sure it isn't. It's they more always of, wind up being that way when you say that. It's more of a testimony. Um, you oh. know how in church sometimes in smaller churches they say, "Does anybody have a testimony?" And yeah. I'd forgotten all about this because, like I said, I came from a big church. But I, I remembered when I was writing this down, I was like, no, this is it's like a testify thing. So I put hashtag testify next to my testify. title so that I would remember to testify. I was in Does the that sh- mean you need to play the church music? Uh, no, because it, it, it's not it's not fancy. And it's not hype enough. Like this is, oh, okay. this is be testify, like dancing in the aisles kind of the testify. Yeah, you need like the drums with the offbeat and yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. organ. People singing glory. Glory woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, it's no big deal. Like I said, it's not funny, but it's a big deal to me because I was in the shower and the doors closed, you know, and I'm alone. And I just yeah, want to say, that's usually how it is, right? That for the first time in our marriage, my wife knocked on the door before she came in and said, "James." <laughs> and for the first time in our marriage, I didn't have a year scared off of my life <laughs> because she knocked first. She has a really bad habit of having an inner dialogue that includes me. Oh, and then she will start in the middle of it out loud and when we're at the <laughs> dinner table that's fine because half the time i can catch up but yeah. but if i'm in the shower and i'm all alone and i feel like i'm safe because you know when you were a kid in the shower i didn't even like closing my eyes to wash my hair right because i was afraid the monster was gonna get in behind me right on the other side of the shower curtain yeah 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 and i'm finally over that but that's because i feel like my safe zone has expanded to include where the toilet is and the sinks and the towels and everything gotcha. with the door closed. But my wife has this bad habit of just open the door and say, James, and I'm just, ah, ah, you know, oh, what? and this is a secret. I don't want nobody to know, but I am very easily startled. I'm not, I'm not a, I like, 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 like a horror movie. I could watch a scary movie and not be scared at all. Not have a bad dream. Nothing. But if it has jump scares in it, like five nights at Freddy's dude, I cannot yeah. handle that crap. I can't do it <laughs> it's that suspension that tension that gets right. you right and the only reason why i'm telling all of you this is because i will never meet most of you and so <laughs> i'm safe i'm not famous enough for this to come back and bite me uh maybe one oh, day i will man. be and i will regret this but for right now until narthex con i am safe so <laughs> until narthex yeah <laughs> when i have to meet some of you scary people you might you might try to test me out and just come out from around a corner. But anyway, I just testify to the Lord Jesus. I will live a year longer than normal. But last night, I was in the shower, and she comes in and she's like, "Hey, James, I and I was like, sweetie, you should have knocked. You just scared another year off my life. I, I just, oh it, man, it just shakes me to the core. Um, it 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 does. So anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much longer I've got to live. I am, uh, I'm, I'm 48 years old. 48. Um, I'm three, I'm two, 299 pounds. Um, as of my last weigh in, I'm walking 20 minutes a day. Uh, nice. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Um, I, so I feel like I'm, I'm I'm moderately healthy. Like I don't have high blood pressure. I I don't have uh, diabetes or anything. You know, I'm trying to lose some weight. I feel like I got some time to spend on this planet. But um, every time that woman walks in and and yells my name, (laughs) I really feel like my heart ages. Like it just does a little crink inside my chest and a a little ticker, like on an old-fashioned digital clock goes click. And it takes a year off my life. So I'm here to testify that I am going to live a longer, a longer life than I was. Cause I said, baby, for the first time in our marriage, you did that properly. You knocked on the door. It was completely unscary. Thank you so much. And she ruined it by the next day. She'd forgotten. Uh, So what if you lock the door so that she has to knock? Well, you know, I, I feel like I, I don't want to keep her out. If she needs to get yeah. in and get something, it's she's going to make me step out of the shower and drip all the way to the door and open it. 
Mm, okay. You yeah, know what that's I'm saying? Not for anybody. So, yeah. you know. That's that's more of a health risk because right. the floor will be wet and you could slip. Right. Yeah. So, gotcha. Yeah. It's just a, it's a thing that, you know, we do out of kindness. You know, we have, we, we you know, married people stuff. So, anyway, <laughs> I'm just testifying. Thanks, thanks to the Lord. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, you, you, uh, I had one time that, and, and you know, that was numb. And, um, I'm just, just so grateful to the Lord right now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, it's more than I deserve. Hallelujah. <laughs> so we get out another year of life. It's just so funny. Cause I've been trained on hundreds of things, you know, like it, I, I used to drink and I would go <sighs> after I drank, I got taught yeah. by my wife not to do that crap because it was annoying. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I had this habit of, of scraping my fork when I would cut my spaghetti and it would squeak, you know, on the plate, like seashells rubbing together or something. Yeah. And I yeah. got taught not to do that because it gave her chills. But yeah, I haven't been able to teach this woman one thing the entire time. And I kind of really? liken it to our dogs because we have one dog I don't like and one dog I hate. And the one dog I hate is really smart. And I think it's, I think she's too smart to be trained. Like she's uh-huh. like, yeah, I know what you want me to do, but I don't give a crap. I'm still going to do no. what I want to do. And I think I'm a proud dog. I think my wife's kind of like that. Like, uh, she's, <laughs> I won't tell. She's very smart. No, I always, I'd tell her this to her face. You're she's too <laughs> smart. She's too bright. She's too close to perfect. It's, it's, mm. it's like perfecting uh, a sculpture. A Greek classical Greek sculpture. Where do you put the chisel and knock off? Mm. You know, where do you go to perfect what what is nearly perfect? You don't know. It's obvious. Right. Me, I'm a boulder still. You know, you just anywhere you hit and knock something off, it's going to be something that didn't belong there. I'm still a work in progress, big time. But for her, I I can understand it. You know. So anyway, testify. Hmm. Hashtag testify. There you go. Amen. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I had a I had a shock free shower is what that one's shock free. Well, what if that's actually making your heart stronger? I don't maybe, know, man. Maybe. You don't know how it feels. It feels <laughs> it feels like the devil <laughs> tickled me from the inside, like like reached up like I was a ventriloquist dummy and tickled my heart. It's just not good. I won't tell you how he's accessing my heart, but it's it feels like that. <laughs> I think I can imagine. Okay. Yeah. It's not a hole in my back. Just like a ventriloquist dummy. It's like a ventriloquist. Okay. Yeah. More like a puppet. Yeah. It's more like a puppet. Yeah. It's more like Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's going on in your world? Cause I stretched that out about 15 minutes longer than it needed. Yeah. To be. <laughs> I, I had three, I have three that I could pick from, but I'm only going to do one. Okay. Uh, because I'd like to keep them in the back pocket just in case. And since we're on a church kick, we started off with baptism and now you're testifying. I'm going to talk about communion. All right. All right. Yeah. So let's, let's keep this rolling. So for those who, who do not know, communion is one of the sacraments of the, the Christian church that, uh, that we partake in the body and the blood of Christ. And depending on your, your theology and your denomination, that is the actual body and blood of Christ, or it's just grape juice and a cracker. Yeah. Simple. It's, it's simple. And, and it's in the, the whole point of it is to identify with with Jesus in his suffering. Yes. Uh, because he he partook of this meal, this last meal we call it last supper and uh you know with his disciples and, and he taught them and he said, "Hey, this is it. This, do so this. I want you to do, do this, this in remember remembrance me. of me." Yes. Yeah, so that's that's what communion is in a nutshell. So it's kind of important to know that when I proceed with this story because some people the elements, the grape juice and the and the the bread uh, that's like a, it's a loose term, thing. by the way, <laughs> a very loose term. I don't, yeah, we don't yeah. actually know what that crap's made out of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do know what grape juice is made out of, but the bread is sometimes questionable. Yeah. It's sometimes and, styrofoam that melts in your mouth. So. Yeah. Uh, some kind of rice, something or other. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. um, that is here nor there, but it is important because the, the, that takes place in the story here, which I am proceeding to tell. Um, so I have volunteers in my the ministry that I that I lead here at the church um, is a, is a media, and so I have volunteers ranging in age from middle school all the way up until 
you know, uh, adults. And every now and then I'll have uh, some middle schoolers helping me that are just kind of, you know, learning the ropes about media and um, learning how to use cameras and, and stuff like that. And so I had this young guy um, helping me with our pro presenter. Pro presenter is a thing that you put words up on the big screen with. And, um, and it was communion Sunday. And I like for everybody that, that serves in church to be able to take communion. So I, I think it's important. We all should, uh, you know, have this moment together. And um, so I was bringing him back some, some. We have those communion uh, ration cups. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the ones that it's, are prepackaged. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like a little tiny cup, uh, smaller than a, a shot glass with grape juice in it. And then there's this foil that covers the top, and then there's a the, the bread, so to speak. And it's got another covering over it. And it's like a like an MRE for communion. Yeah, so whoever bringing, whoever invented those is making a buttload of money. So yeah, brilliant. Of course, unless they sit in your uh, church for too long of years, yeah, and they give a kid <laughs> <Turn> into- <laughs> bad. You need to go back and listen to that story that yeah. was way back in the the hundreds <laughs> there somewhere, or actually it was before that. Anyways, um, so I'm bringing the communion back for this guy to to share with, and I get into the media room and he's snacking on something. And, and I look down, he's got like five or, or six of these communion cups. <laughs> oh, God. And he's, like, he's just down in them. And I said, hey, what are you doing? He's like, I was hungry. I said, that's not a snack. That's the body of Christ. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And so I was like, well, here's one I brought for you. I don't know if you're going to need it or not. But <laughs> so... I remember though when I was a kid, I uh, like during church and before church we wouldn't touch the stuff right. because you know it was, it's sacred. But afterwards, uh, we would all go up there and <laughs> eat up all the crackers <laughs> and leftovers. It's not as sacred anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like just remember communion is not a snack. It's, uh, it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like he was hungry, so let's eat Jesus. Let's drink. Right. Let's drink Jesus's blood. Let's just do that. No. Oh man, I I spent the afternoon with a couple of uh, pastors' kids one time at Hidden Treasures Assembly in in beautiful Kingsland, Georgia. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, they uh, they were hungry, and they broke into a special closet that their dad had in their house, and it had communion wafers in it. And she just popped the bag open and started stuffing her face, and I was like. <laughs> I don't want to go to hell right now, you know. <laughs> so, but she was so at peace with it, you know. So, is that who I think it is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which CJ. of the two? Which of the two sisters do you think would have been the one to to have been bold enough to eat without thinking about any problems? You know, it had to have been CJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the younger one. Yes. <laughs> yeah she's so awesome she's hilarious yeah oh man she ass- that's funny she assured me there was no problems with it but i'm i don't know that she was the one i would have <laughs> should have trusted the other sister was much more pious you know yeah yeah and trustworthy so good sister so bad funny. sister so shout anyway. out to our kings and folks yes yes it was a good youth group it was it was when uh everybody was wearing those 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 uh, hoodies that only people that smoke weed wear now. What, oh. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, the, they're made out of like uh, they're like that knit kind of looking thing. Like potato and sacks, lots of colors. Yeah. yeah, they look like a potato sack. It was really popular in the '90s. Yes, early it, '90s. Yeah. It's grunge wear type thing. Yeah, now now people the only people I see them are people that smoke weed or wear them now. So I'm from the hey, city man. though. I'm from the city so. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're printed like Mexican blankets. Yeah, yeah. somebody said right, Emmy Lou in the chat room. Oh man! At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, we got a lot more show to do, so let's get into our featured stories. Let me tell y'all a story. Story. All right, this is Matt, the Gen Xer from Chicago, and he says whatever to the both of you. So, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Nice. We know what you're saying, Matt. We Thanks. Know. We don't care either. Um, yeah. My story takes place during the week of youth camp on an island in Lake Erie. Ooh, at, sounds exciting. At this camp, campers had the opportunity to go up on a sailing type of boat called a sunfish. And uh, it's just a small sailboat. He included a photo, but I don't know how to share a photo through a podcast. But It looks like a boat with a sail on it. It's just small. a small version, yeah. Anyway, two of my friends and I decided to take one of these little boats out for some sailing during some free time we had one day, and the wind was pretty good, so we were quickly able to sail pretty far out into the lake, but then the wind just died, and we were stranded out like a mile from shore. Oh. <laughs> It's like we all we had was a volleyball, and we put our handprint on it and started talking to it. And Wilson, Wilson, come back! Uh, I'm sorry, Wilson. We we tried to turn the boat this way and that way, but we were having no luck with the wind. Then all of a sudden, a gust of wind filled the sail and swung the bottom, the lower bar bar of the sail across the boat unfortunately i was unprepared for this and i was struck by the boom and knocked i was knocked from the boat so (laughs) as i was falling from the boat the wooden bar that connects the rudder uh got snuck stuck beneath me and it snapped in half so (laughs) it's like they're going from more to a little bit screwed to totally screwed so (laughs) my friends in the boat had gotten a hold of the sail and they're sailing away they're like yeah as I'm bobbing in the water with half a wooden stick in my hands, after about a good 30 yards, my friend finally realized that I was not in the boat and released the sail. Do you remember that scene in Jaws 2 where the boy was trying to swim back to his girlfriend on the sailboat before the shark got him? Well, that no. was me as I doggy paddled furiously back to the boat. Of course, I was in fresh water, and the worst part would have been that maybe uh, I, I could have got nibbled by a walleye. That, that would have freaked me out enough, dude. <laughs> My wife and I went uh, snorkeling in the Bahamas, and these beautiful mm. tropical fish came swimming up to me, and I had a case on my phone to where I could go underwater and film, and I was really looking forward to it. And that school of fish swam around me, and you can just hear me start to scream. <laughs> slowly just, yeah it is it's like <laughs> the, the little tails touched me on the legs and that it was the scariest thing ever i had no idea i was afraid of them until they came at me you know i i, yeah. I spent money on this freaking underwater case you know oh uh, anyway i got back in the boat safely as I was able to hop back aboard when we eventually were able to make it to shore on our own without the further embarrassment of being dragged to the shore by one of the camp's speedboats. <laughs> Hope this makes it on the show or not. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> he gets both. <laughs> yeah. I didn't care. Nice. I didn't care very much. I heard somebody say about uh, Gen Xers that we're we're like stuck in the middle of two generations because we know how to use technology like like uh, like millennials, right? Um, but we curse at it and struggle with it and hate it like like uh, boomers. boomers. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, we're the best of both worlds. Thank you. It's very like much. I got told recently that I text too sternly. Oh yeah, and it's because I'm using grammar. Like I, I, I actually speak into my phone to send a text yeah. and um, use com- commas and punctuation yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same, same. I wouldn't know. Are you how in to, 
I wouldn't know how to do it shorthand if if I tried. I mean, I know some stuff like BRB means be right yeah. back or IDK. I don't know. LOL. Obviously, you know, stuff like that. But um, but most of the time I'm I'm just talking and using periods and they're like, why do you sound so angry? So I try to use emojis yeah, to, right. to kind of soften things up. Um, but then I think I come off as crazy because I'm using the, the sideways teary eyed smiley guy. Oh yeah. Know? And those things mean things that we don't know anything exactly. about. Exactly. Exactly. So mm. I, oh. I'm afraid, I'm afraid to communicate with my teenagers at all at this point. So, well, you know, you could just take away their phones and make uh, them communicate with you. And their person. idea would be just take away dad's phone. Yeah. Well, I'm make, sure that's going to make him communicate with us but, <laughs> but no anyway they don't know what we used to have to go through um of course i don't call them emojis either i call them emoticons still emoticons right yeah that's a that's a colon hashtag i yeah. mean colon yeah well you have to look at it sideways so yeah good old good old days yeah see we invented emojis yes by the way yes we did for the win <laughs> Hey, I got a great story here from Abigail. All right. Shall I read it? Yes. It's the death bus. Death bus. Death bus. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. I feel like I should use a creepy voice for this, but I won't. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It was the last day of a weekend church retreat. I was having a Bible study with the other girls in my cabin just before we got on the bus to drive home. During the study, one of the leaders brought up the subject of the fleeting nature of life. <laughs> None of us really knows when we're going to die, she said. You could die 70 years from now, I or you could die tomorrow. I remember this one when I put it in. It's so, <laughs> There's always that one youth leader yeah, that, that, that takes everything way too seriously <laughs> and just wants to scare Jesus into the kids. Right. Like you're way too happy. I have got to do something about that right now. <laughs> this I want to lead you into a loving relationship with the Lord through fear and fire. <laughs> Hellfire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh this apparently was the same leader. <laughs> she said you could die 70 years from now or you could die tomorrow. The bus could crash on the way home, she added. <laughs> This last comment so was met with an uncomfortable silence, followed by nervous giggles. Yeah. The Bible study. Yeah, right? The Bible study continued, but I had a mental image of our untimely and violent demise hovering in the back of my mind. <laughs> I knew that it had always been a possibility, but now that it had been said out loud, I felt like it, we had been jinxed. Yeah, and it'll make you, uh, it'll make a saved kid doubt his salvation. <laughs> you, you feel secure. Like, I'm going to heaven when I die, and then somebody will come along and say something like that, and you're like, but are you sure? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's and like, I was just enough of an introvert that I always question, well, maybe I'm not really. Exactly. I, maybe I don't really love God. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what their well, point was, but it, 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 yeah, it was enough to scare the devil into you. You know, I don't know. I don't know what their point was, but. Yeah. Oh. This is a very religious episode we've got today. I know. <laughs> I know. It's unintentional, but you know, that's just the Holy Spirit. That's the way these things work. It's, Me and the worship leader, we didn't even compare notes, but it's just like everything is lined up. It's here it is. Beautiful. Well, God works in mysterious ways. He but does. that's not the end of the story. Okay. Because Abigail was in fear of her life. Uh, <laughs> so she relatable. says, We did, however. We did make it home safely Hallelujah! back from the retreat center. As the bus pulled into the church parking lot, one of the girls from my cabin loudly exclaimed, we didn't die. <laughs> yeah! A few more of my cabin mates cheered as well. It felt good to be on the inside of that joke. Yeah. Knowing that no one else on the bus knew why we were so happy to be alive. I hope you enjoyed the story. Abigail. Man. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we had a person like that in our youth group when I worked with David in Kansas City, and we were on a trip to Mexico, and we were coming back, and one of the 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 lady I'm talking about was older, and she was tired. She was so tired from a week of Mexico <laughs> outreach, and yeah. the kids were unwinding, and they had had a nap, and they were singing along with this song, "Get Up Off of That Thing." Uh -oh. Jake, do you feel better? 
and she had had enough. The kids were having too much fun, and she jumped up, and she shut off the machine, and she grabbed the microphone that spoke to the entire bus. Do you know what that thing is? Do you? Do you know what he's talking about? <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, I think everybody does, you know, it's, but, you know, but to her, she, she just flew back 50 years in the past. And, you know, when that was just the edge of, of morality right there. And, uh, <laughs> like nobody had the guts to turn her off or tell her to sit down. Cause she's, you know, an older lady in the church, but that was I her, got respect her, that was her last trip uh, with us. You know, she, she told me one time she just leaned over after she had yelled at everybody. She says, I'm just too old for this. I can't, I, just, I can't handle it she knew she had gone too far out of her way but yeah man there's always one person in the youth group that mm. that wants to scare I, I think it was everybody honestly in the 80s because did you ever watch those movies yes a thief in the night yes it was about yeah. the end times and taking the mark and people getting yep. beheaded and and all this stuff it was like distant thunder. Let's scare the devil out of everybody. And then backward masking, you know, all, all right. the music yeah. you think it's bad forward. Listen to it backwards. It's got satanic messages in it. And yeah, my mom had me have me watch specials and re read books on it. I didn't even know <laughs> nope. who any of these musicians were. You know, <laughs> I had never listened to music anyway, good or bad, you know, quote unquote. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I got exposed to a lot of the devil stuff and I didn't even know why just by being in church. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm a good kid. I know they what. tried, they tried, you know, yeah. and I got to say, I'm guilty of some of that stuff too. When I was a youth pastor, I, I played the, the emotionalism card occasionally. And, uh, you guys got to get your lives right tonight. This could be the last time you're alive. Oh my goodness. Oh, and it's important. It's there's a time and place, but, uh, not every week. Yeah. Not every week. No. Um, this is from Hannah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever works, you know, you know, uh, what, what the famous sermon, uh, sinners in the hands of an angry God. Have you ever read that sermon? Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. It is. Uh, people yeah, heard that sermon point. and they would, they would scrape their feet on the ground, feeling like they were going to slip off their pew into the fires of hell when the guy would. Yeah. Preach. So anyway, uh, hi, this is from Hannah. Hi, James and John. My story takes place when I was around five or six and we went on vacation to the Bahamas. My dad told me to go look in the windows of the hotel because it had a nice beach outside. So I was sitting on my knees on the couch with my favorite pink flip-flops and sun hat looking out the window as my dad was checking in when all of a sudden I felt a cold hands grab me from behind. Mia, it's time to go, the person who grabbed me said. And she, he tugs me out of the seat, not looking at me, and I screeched. And I tried to run away. My name wasn't Mia. It was Hannah. And uh, yeah. And and he was old and grumpy. And he pulled me by the hands until he finally looked back at me. And he said, oops, sorry. I thought you were my granddaughter. She, <laughs> she has on the same shoes and hat as you. I said nothing. And I ran to my dad clutching his leg. <laughs> How could you mistake me for someone else just because I had the same shoes and hats on? That's because all little white girls look the same. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you you all look the same. If you doubt me at all, go to a basketball game with all white girls and try to tell them apart <laughs> on the court. I don't care. They all if they have got, a ponytail. Yes. All <laughs> thank you. They all have the same yeah. makeup. They got the same shape. Everything about them is the same. They're all the same height. I mean, from a distance, all white girls look the same. Advice for anyone that wants to tell their child they might have to go and pull them by the hand. Look at the child before you grab them. <laughs> You don't want to be a kidnapper, do you? I rest my case, yeah. Hannah. Yeah. Well, I've told y'all I'm I'm careful not not with my kids, but with my wife, because she is a shorty person. She is a shortly person. And shortly person. Ever since we started dating, I have had to be super careful uh, when I go up, grab her hand, or put my arm around her, or anything like that, because she is the same <laughs> size and shape as the average twelve year old girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man! And, uh, so did I, yeah. did I ever tell? I can't remember if I told the story or not. But I went to the movies once with my brother-in-law many years ago, and um, the movie had started. And he got up to go get some popcorn, and I see him come in, and he walks right past me, <laughs> and then he sits down like like two rows ahead of me, 
and he's eating the popcorn. It's sitting next to uh, a young girl. He's oh, eating no. the popcorn, and then he puts his arm around her because oh! he thought it was his wife. Ah! <laughs> and I'm there watching him, and he jerks back real fast. He's oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then he he comes back. It turns out that it was just a girl there with her dad. Oh no! The guy's like, um, excuse me. <laughs> Oh, I would die. I would shrivel up into a raisin, roll out in the sidewalk, and get run over by a Humvee. That, that's oh, the man. only way to fix that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh man. It was, it was a great story. Oh, it, and it was even more funny to observe and to see. So he was wrong. He, sat next to, he was supposed to sit next to a dude. <laughs> he yeah, yeah. Well, totally he forgot next to me. everything about his life. He just totally yeah. reset his brain when he got that popcorn. Popcorn. Yeah, and to be fair, you know, the theater was pretty dark and I don't, <laughs> but I don't to forget all of that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's leaning over trying to offer popcorn to the stranger. <laughs> it's, it's time there you go. It's time for a, a brain scan of some kind, you know. Yeah. Time time to get in that magnet machine. What do they call it? Uh, 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 the cat, CR, cat MRI. Scan. Yeah, scan. something like that. Yeah. MRI. Magnetic resonance imaging. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I'm a nerd. <laughs> uh, hey, this next story I'm very excited to read. Um, it's about uh, a missionary. Oh, a message. Let's call this story because it doesn't have a title. It's it's a it's a missionary's message. Okay. Yeah, let's call, we'll call it that. Um, it comes to us from uh, Mike Mike Alex. In oh, Maine. he's got two first names. Yeah, Mike Alex. Hey, well, hello. He says, "Hey, James and John." Oh, hello. I'm a pastor in central Maine. On a side note, I'm Wayne Harmon's pastor. Hey, Wayne, what's up, man? Uh, Who I guess John, which is me, worked with for a time in Maine, and uh, he's the one that got me hooked on to that story show. So first of all, Wayne, thank you for getting your pastor hooked on to the show. And uh, Mike, I'm sorry. Yes. Well, this is a great story. And I've been debating at sharing this story as it probably is a sign that I shouldn't be a pastor because I find it to be a fond and funny memory. We love those kind of fond and funny memories. (laughs) Let me just say, uh, if I ever go to Maine, Mike, I want to come visit your church and check it out because you're my kind of person. So anyways, here's the story. While I was attending seminary on the North Shore of Massachusetts about 14 years ago, I began attending a small discipleship group with some fellow seminarians called GRID. It's an acronym for Growing Relationships and Discipleship. Because you have to have a, an acronym if it's going to be a ministry. It's got to stand for something. It can't just be called cool peoples, you know? Yeah, yeah. Something. You know, you gotta you got to fit a whole sentence worth of what your ministry is about <laughs> in one word. Yeah. So that's, you turn it into an acronym, which is, you know, it's, it's pretty witty if you ask me. Yeah. Grid. Yeah, it, it but, could stand for God's righteousness is doggone awesome. <laughs> no. so. that'd be Grida. Grid. Uh, well, I, I was <laughs> mixing it in. So Grida, yeah, you're right. My bad. It works. Doggone is one word. And yeah. Anyways, during my first year at the seminary and in the group, a missionary couple and their teenage daughter were attending while on furlough. So Mr. Missionary could complete his uh, theology mission. Well, THM, that's a master's of theology, right? Yeah. He complete his master's. After a few weeks in, I was beginning to feel more comfortable and truly enjoyed the fellowship and growing relationships, but nothing would prepare me for this one night. As we were gathered in a small living room in married couples on uh, a small living room in married couples on campus housing, boy, that's a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, an event occurred. An event, James. <laughs> there were eight of us in there: the leader and his wife, mm. the missionary couple and their daughter, myself, and a few others. I was sitting on a couch where I could see most everyone, and the missionary couple was approximately eight feet away from me. He was sitting in a chair. The daughter was sitting on the floor on one side of him, and his wife was on the other side of him. As we were listening to the leader share his study, I look over to see and hear a stunning sight and sound. I look at the missionary's wife, and she begins to lean to one side. And release an audible movement of gas. <laughs> I love that quote. I'm going to put that on my on a bumper sticker. 
<laughs> something. I don't know. She released an audible movement of gas. I couldn't believe it. I looked around the room to try and make con- eye contact with anyone I could to see if I was alone and experiencing this. No one would make eye contact with me. I was all alone, all alone, not knowing if I should laugh or pretend to be disgusted or what. The leader's wife just stared at the ground. I wanted to burst out laughing, but I had to keep it in, which was difficult. Uh, Mike, you have more moral fiber and integrity than my friend John does. Because John, this would have been a different story if you'd been telling it. It's true. So, Mike, you are more you are more uh, right in the ministry than I am, apparently. Because uh, if you could hold it in and not, you know, she bust out laughing, she couldn't. <laughs> She even leaned over, dude. She, she did. She, she separated the the pass. She opened the passageway. She she separated. She, she leaned up. She parted the Red Sea. She, she released an audible movement of gas. Yeah. <laughs> and without any without any recourse. No, no, just like Stone it was a normal cold. thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, everybody leans over and farts during Bible study. Don't you know that? (laughs) Well, no one publicly acknowledged what happened. Mm. The evening ended, and I hung back to chat for a little longer, and most of the group left, including the missionary family. Come to find out, the leader and his wife refused to make eye (laughs) eye contact with me because they knew that they would die from laughter. Oh. So I knew I wasn't alone. I was not the only one who found this bewildering and hilarious. Thanks for reading. I hope this doesn't make it on the show because that means you have resorted to religious fart stories to draw an audience. Yeah. <laughs> we I have. love what you guys are doing. Keep it up. Mike. Uh, thanks, Mike. That was excellent. Oh. I, <laughs> How do you do call that? Call me old fashioned. Call me sexist if you want to, but women don't fart. They're not supposed to. Ted Cummett. <laughs> I, I, and they're especially uh, I not agree. supposed to lean into it. <laughs> I worry about I, I worry about myself because I spend a lot of time alone, and so when I need to burp, I burp. When I need to fart, I fart. I don't think about it. And then my family comes home, or people come over, and I'm afraid I've lost. You know, it'd be it'd be like spending time alone on an island. What kind of habits would you? let go of right. and niceties right. you would probably forget how to use forks and knives properly and stuff like that and plates and cups and and common manners and i just worry about myself that i don't get <laughs> i'm not socialized anymore you know so uh, i mean what country had they been in where pa- passing what country accepts passing gas there's got to be a country it, maybe it's like a compliment you know, this is a great Bible study. Yeah, I, it could be. I mean, like, for instance, in Japan, I know for a fact that it's considered rude to blow your nose in public. So oh. uh, there's a lady I watch on YouTube. And so what she says is what men and women will do is snort <laughs> like that, like oh. crazy to keep all their sinus fluids inside their head, which ends up in her mind being grosser than if they just politely blow their nose. So, you know, different countries have different standards. So what country were they in where people could just (laughs) fart away with no, tell us, Mike, we must know John needs to go on vacation there (laughs) and possibly retire there. (laughs) And we can, we can still do the show over discord. As long as they got good internet. So, yeah, I don't know. We might get extra sound bites from that. Uh, I don't know. We got a voicemail. It's from Jennifer. It's called number numbskull. And uh, I'll let her tell it. Hey, James and John, this is Jenny from Gloucester, Massachusetts. And I have a story. I work at a place that has two locations. One of them is the store and the other is production. When I first started working there, I was in the store and now I do embroidery at the other place. But every now and then I have to fill in at the store because somebody's sick or whatever, something happens. One day a couple years ago, maybe a few years ago, I was doing that and I had to call a customer and grout something, maybe get payment from them. And so I told my boss, hang on, I got to call this customer. So I dial a number 
and after I dialed, the phone started ringing. Now we have multiple phone lines at this place. So I was like, hey, can one of you guys get that? Because I'm like waiting for the customer to pick up. And then moments later, I hear the line pick up. And on the other end is my manager. I had called the <laughs> store as I was standing there in the store. So that was quite embarrassing. But, um, I'm good at yeah, my job. That was one of my more harebrained moments at work. Yeah. And maybe that's why I'm stuck in production now. But yeah. I don't mind. Uh, yeah, she calls it production, but she takes out the trash now. That's that's her new job. She's being Manager is like, she's trying to skirt this. She doesn't want to talk to me. She's faking a call to a fake customer. Hey, do you mind, mind paying this customer's bill? Um, I don't want to actually call them. Oh, that reminds me, man. One time oh. I was, I was, uh, I had moved from St. Mary's to Macon, Georgia, and I couldn't find mm. a job, so I was temping. And I got the benefit of temping at a mobile phone dealership. And my job was um, to check the credit of people that wanted to get a phone. And then also when I wasn't doing that, the fun job that they, they just kind of skidded over, didn't even tell me much about it, is I was supposed to call people and give them a friendly reminder that their bill was past due. They skirted that one fast, didn't they? Yeah, they they made it, and I really believed it. I thought I was going to be like greeted with open arms by every caller that you know that that they would pick it up and they'd be, "Oh, thank you so much yeah. for letting me know." Appreciate the reminder. But instead, it was like beep it, beep it, beep it, beep. Cuss word, cuss word. I'm gonna mm. pay it. I know it's late. Blah, blah, blah. And man, it, it took only three calls for me to start noticing a pattern. That was how slow <laughs> I was back then and how much faith I still had in humanity. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Maybe the next one will be better and I won't cry as much after I hang up. So <laughs> I'm a terrible person for reminding people they owe money. Oh, oh my gosh. I realized I was a collections agent. I had been tricked. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was the worst. It was oh, the worst, man. and I, I just—I mean, I'm—I'm telling you, I'm the guy that hated going to to hospitals, and people love having a pastor come visit them at hospitals. You know, I hated funerals, and people love having pastors at funerals. It makes them feel <laughs> like you know that people cared about you know their their loved ones and all that. And and I and I hated it because I was nervous, you know. So imagine how bad I was on these phone calls, you know, where I I know they're going to get ticked off before I even dial a number. It was. It was terrible. So I don't blame Jennifer for, for not wanting to make that call. That's all I'm saying. Totally. And thanks for sending that in, Jennifer. That was awesome. Yeah. We like voicemails, so feel yeah. free. We haven't had one of those in a long time. Yeah. All you got to do is record them on your phone. Um, every phone has a voice record app. And if you don't, you can download them in your, in your uh, app store. And then um, most of them have a, a share function. And you just email it uh, to that story show at gmail.com. And we get them. Yeah. And we can play them. So... If you don't feel like writing it down, just tell us. Just keep it to three minutes or less, and that that's the magic number. So there we go. Magic. Awesome. Which got? Well, I've got a story to us from a busted, I mean, from, sorry, from TJ. <laughs> <laughs> from Busted Burner. It comes to us from TJ. Here we go. <laughs> he says, just got into the podcast today, November 24th, 2020. Whoa. Welcome. Yeah. This it's, one's been it's, sitting in the It's uh, been sitting in the now. inbox for a while, yeah. Sorry about that, TJ. Um, he says, I'm one of those crazy people who listen to your podcast backwards. Oh, no. Uh-oh. That's hard. You we probably get a lot of you. hidden satanic messages from listening <laughs> to things backwards. <laughs> Sorry. One thing I don't get is the whole hope this gets on the show thing. Oh, Hmm. There you go. There you go. It's just for the record, I'm not a middle schooler. I'm a college kid. Okay. okay. Dang. Anyway, <laughs> here's my story. I'm finishing up sixth grade. I was asked to babysit my little four-year-old brother. I don't know where my sister and parents were at the time, but I was a new Boy Scout, and I had just uh, learned about all kinds of things uh, outdoors, including fire. Oh. It's yeah. true. 
that I told everyone I did it because I was mad at my best friend at the time. But really, the reason why I lit the lighter was really simple. I wanted to see what would happen. Yeah. I think every young man goes through a pyro phase. Yeah, I think so. I did. I I sure did, too, and got uh, really in trouble for it. Yeah, I, I, I burned a lot of hair off my hands and arms, that's for sure. <laughs> I burned a lot of hair off my cousins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was an accident. The official stance of uh, that story show is do not play with fire, by the way. Mm, absolutely. Very we dangerous. do not condone the, the, the playing with of fire. It should always be done in a controlled area. The chat room wants to know is if that's what's happened to your hair since you're bald. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, it's genetics. I'm I'm afraid. It's mm. yeah. Of course, of course it would burn, I say. That's what happens when you touch a flame to a piece of coffee filter Whoa, paper. Oh, yeah. Ah. I was cooking with olive oil. I can't remember what I was making, only that I had oil all over my hands. Dangerous. I'm in my bedroom that I shared with my little brother. Cooking? I touched the paper. Yeah. I don't know why he's in the bedroom. That's crazy. I touched the paper with my hands that were covered in oil. The coffee filter paper became slick in oil. I lit the lighter and touched it to the opposite side of the paper from my fingers. I expected a slow burn. <laughs> Instead, the paper became a flame. <laughs> it burned my fingers, so I flung it away. Oh. It floated and landed on the carpet. Great. The paper was now gone. Now my house was going to catch on fire. I ran to the adjacent bathroom and grabbed the only thing that could carry water and project it onto the flames. It was my mother's organic cleaning solution. <laughs> I snatched it off the counter and ran to my room. I doused the flame, which had grown to about eight inches high. Mm. The piece of burning carpet was the size of a smartphone. I stopped I to check just to make sure. Yeah. Yes, I measured it, in fact. The, the flames were indeed eight inches. I yeah. grabbed a tape measure. I doused the flames and gasped a sigh of relief. Only my brother was right behind me, aghast. Mm. I begged him not to tell my parents. Mm. But what do little brothers do except betray their siblings? Yeah. He told my parents everything. <laughs> my parents were silent. I expected to be yelled at. It was two days before they finally handed down my sentence. Oh. <laughs> they were some of the most stressful days of my life. Yeah. And my sentence was this. I filled a notebook with five phrases, each getting 20 whole pages for a total of 100 pages. Goodness gracious. While I was doing that, I was grounded. Until that was done, I was grounded. <laughs> I was grounded for over a month. Over a month. <laughs> I hope this makes you laugh, and I guess I hope it makes it on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, even though you don't understand why, yeah. You don't know. I, you did it, TJ. Congratulations. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Fire. Not good. Not good at all. My brothers um, were terrors when they were little. And uh, one time they grabbed the, uh, you know, those extended lighters, you know? Yes. The clicky lighters with the wand. The wand lighter, I think, is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, so yeah. So you could light the candle way down at the bottom of the glass jar. Yeah, thing. yeah. Or, yeah. or deep into a fireplace, you know, that kind of thing. Right, right. They took one of those and some candles, some birthday candles they found in the, the junk drawer, and they locked themselves in my sister's room and went in their closet with all these dresses hanging down. <laughs> oh, no. And they sat down there and they lit candles. And, I'm, and I literally, we, when, when I was pastoring at Sheffield, we had a whole family uh that died uh, bec uh like like their kids were doing this very thing in a closet and, and they caught the whole house on fire and uh so yeah i don't know uh, playing with fire is not fun it is not a it's good not idea smart either no so you know just a warning to all the idiot boys out there because we're all idiots that's why i can say that is uh don't be an idiot with fire so yeah. oh man <laughs> although <laughs> when, I, when i was a boy scout oh no <laughs> we 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 had a tank of gas and and our patrol leader put a circle of gas around the the the, the fire and um and somehow a little spark lit, lit it up and <laughs> the whole circle goes up and then it trails up to where he was pouring 
oh up into the gas canister and, oh. he, and he slings it around like he's trying to jerk it away from the fire what? And the fire just splatters all over the front yard and oh he my throws goodness. down the can and we run away because we're expecting it to boom explode yeah. you know like on tv explosion and the, and the gas is just pumping out boom 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 boom, boom and the fire is just going and finally somebody with a stick goes up and pushes the thing upright and puts the lid on it puts out the fire saves the day and Whoa. all of us should have been kicked out of boy scouts man we should <laughs> especially have. the scout leader oh yeah well he was he was wow. a patrol leader not a scout leader oh so he was our okay. age he was our he age. was yeah and he was stupid so but who know. told him to use gas i don't know I don't know. It's just the stupid boy thing. That's what I'm saying. Boys are idiots. We need to, we need to be watched constantly. Yeah. Let that be a warning. I'm just telling you everything right now. Well, guys, that is it for today. That is all we got time for. Um, yep. We sure do love the stories, and we need them. Um, I was reaching deep into the inbox this week to try to find some stories. So if you've been waiting... And you think, "Uh, I don't know if my story will make it on, even if I send it in. Well, it will. This is your opportunity. This is your invitation. Whatever your story is, send your stories, email or audio to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. Review the show at review.nlcast.com. Thanks to our patrons for your support. With special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Carrie Wright, and Christopher Tynan. Support the work we do and get more from your favorite podcast today, mainly more stories, at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, or painful happens to you, don't get stressed, don't get depressed, just think, did that lady really lean over and just fart in the middle of Bible study? And think, (laughs) hey, this belongs on That Story Show. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, John. Thanks, James. Thanks, chat room. You guys are awesome. Thanks to our patrons. And, uh, yeah, that's that pretty much wraps it up right there. Don't, well, well, well. Don't play with fire, kids. Don't. It's dumb. It's very and dumb. dangerous. It's very dumb. Yeah. So. If we say anything serious in this whole show, Yeah. don't play with fire. Dumb. Anyway, um, <laughs> also, don't. Don't, don't fart in the middle of Bible study. Ah, that's that's kind of strange. Yeah. Let's find out what country they're from. Yeah. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus.